Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. To wrap up our series, ready, set, go. Okay, I just want to make sure you're awake. Ready, set, go. And this series really is about who we are all about here at Holy Savior, who we feel God is shaping us to become. And that is a community of people who are growing in Jesus and sharing his love. The question for you, just to get the wheels spinning this morning, and the question is this, when have you had something you thought would go one way and ultimately go another way? Some of you are laughing. Some of you are like, oh, that's never happened to me. I plan things so well. Yeah, right. I, uh, you know, I, I, I had this, this happen so many times in my life, especially when I travel, especially when I go on a mission trip. When you go on a mission trip, it is so easy to have in mind that things are going to go this way, and then they spin around and go ultimately at a completely different direction. I counted my hands and my toes, and then I can borrow your hands and toes to count some more. It's just crazy. And so part of what we do when we form a short-term mission trip, team, trip, team, team trip, um, and we work with that team, part of what we give them is we give them rules. I, I've expanded the rules a little bit, but originally, for a number of years, I had three rules about going on a short-term mission trip. For those of you who've gone before, see if you can remember these. Rule number one, trust God. Okay, you got that? Rule number one is what? Trust God. Rule number two, be flexible. Rule number two is what? Be flexible. Rule number three is don't forget one and two. Because if you, if you can get one and two down, then the other rules, which is number four, work as a team, and number five, don't get hurt, they, 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 they fall into place. Trust God, be flexible. It, that is not always easy to do. But life is full of those moments when you thought things were going this way, and then ultimately they go another way. I'll give you an example. While Jesus was on earth, he taught people about God's amazing love for them. Not only did he teach people about God's amazing love, he showed them God's amazing love. When he would eat with people who were considered the outcasts of society, those who were considered maybe unworthy of God's love, the sinners and the tax collectors. But then Jesus also did these amazing things. He, he, he healed people. He made the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak, the lame could walk. He did things like, you know, cast out demons and, and he... He calmed the storms. He fed thousands of people with just a small portion of food. He even raised the dead. And so when Jesus came riding on a donkey into Jerusalem, you know, this is what we call Palm Sunday. I mean, the disciples were excited. This group, and we talked in the beginning of the series, it was the 12, but there was also this bigger group of disciples. I mean, they were so excited. Things seemed like they were going just like they thought they were going to go. Things are going to be great and awesome and powerful and wonderful. Jesus is praised and honored. And then what happens? Well, ultimately things go a completely different way than they expected. Jesus is betrayed. He's arrested. There's a mock trial. They, they beat him up and they sentence him to death. And he dies a horrible death by crucifixion. He's pit in the tomb. Things are not going the way the disciples thought they were going to go. And then three days later, the women come pounding on the doors. They're like, you're not going to believe it. Jesus is alive. They're like, yeah, we don't believe it. But then for 40 days, for 40 days, Jesus reveals himself as a risen Savior. 
He shows himself to the disciples and many others, and they get a chance to touch him and fill him, and he eats with them, and they can see that he is alive. And then he gathers them together at Bethany. And there at Bethany, Jesus is going to send them out. He's going to send them out in the words that we heard from our, our own little missionary, a Chelsea. She read those words we call the Great Commission. So we're going to read these words, these first, uh, last set, verse of uh, this text here. It's three slides, a little bit different translation than maybe what you're accustomed to, but let's read along and let's read together. So wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Form them in the practice and postures that I have taught you and show them how to follow the commands I have laid down for you. And I will be with you day after day to the end of the age. I told you it's a little bit different translation. As you go, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, teach them to obey. You know, form them in the practices, form them in the way of life that you've learned from me. Form them in God's love. And as you go, remember, not only that I am with you, in a sense, forever, because we sometimes think it's forever, but day after day, I am with you. Oh, what powerful words. And of course, when they heard these words, they listened to what Jesus said. They went to Jerusalem, and they waited until they received the promise that God had given them. And that was the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Pentecost, comes in a couple of weeks. We celebrate that. Flames of fires on their head. They speak in tongues. And then a the time they're there in Jerusalem, thousands begin believing in the hope that these guys have, that Jesus, the resurrected Christ, was for them. And then they stay there in Jerusalem, which is good. I mean, they're visiting with more people, but they're not doing what? They're not going. It's not until in Acts 7 that there's this guy named Stephen. You guys might know Stephen. Stephen, who was great for serving and leading people to serve others, but was questioned and challenged for his faith. And so we know him as the first martyr, the first one that was put to death. Because of his faith in Jesus. And after that, then the disciples and other followers of Jesus begin scattering all about. Including this guy named Philip. Philip, one of the original 12. And Philip, you know, goes to Samaria. And if you know Samaria, we've talked about this before. Samaria was a part of the world culturally that the Jews thought had no value. They weren't worth God's love. But Philip had learned from Jesus. He had learned from Jesus many times that Jesus had brought his disciples to Samaria, that these people needed to hear the good news. And so he brought with him the hope that was his in the resurrected Christ and began sharing with these people in Samaria. And then one day, something out of the ordinary happens. You can find this in Acts chapter 8 if you want to follow along in your own Bible. I'm going to kind of you know, walk through it in a commentary way. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Philip gets a message, kind of like, beep, got a text from God. Now, he didn't get a text from God. There's no cell phones back then. But he gets a message from God, a message that says, now I want you to go to this desert road. Now, one thing you should know about this desert road that God sends Philip to is that this is like out in the middle of nowhere. This is an uninhabited area. And what does Philip do? Well, Philip follows the rules of a mission trip. What are the rules of a mission trip? Rule number one? Oh, so you got it. Okay, rule number two? Rule number three? Rule number six, there's not a new rule number six. Yeah, number one, he, he trusts God. He's like, okay, God, you want me to go to the middle of nowhere? 
okay. He says, I'll trust you, God, and I'll, I'll be flexible. So God's spirit leads him there. I mean, I've had those moments where I feel like God's spirit gave me a nudge. I didn't get a nudge to go to the middle of nowhere. You know, I got a nudge to come to Nebraska, but that's not the middle of nowhere. I've had nudges sometimes when I was making hospital visits, like, don't leave yet. And in a weird, holy ghost kind of spooky way, someone will say, Pastor? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they had a need for a visit or for me to visit someone that they cared about that was in the hospital. Or they nudge to help somebody out and have this great conversation with someone. So Philip gets this, this kind of nudge from God. He goes to this uninhabited desert road and says, all right, God, I trust you. I'll start walking along. So he leaves Samaria, and he's walking along this desert road. And as he's walking along this desert road, there is a chariot. Now, chariot, don't think war horse kind of chariot. Think chariot as in government official. This is somebody who's got some stature. In fact, Philip doesn't know this yet, but this guy is the treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia. And Ethiopia, at this time in history, was one of the most powerful, wealthy nations. So this guy is somebody important. And then Philip gets another, you know, like, ding, from God. He gets another nudge. And he's told, now, I want you to go alongside the chariot. Now, I don't think the chariot was going full speed because it's not a war horse chariot going down to battle. But I kind of wonder, like, so Philip says, okay, is he, is he, you know, is he kind of power walking? Is he just like, hi, how's it going? You know, or is he jogging alongside the way, or is the chariot that slow he could just kind of walk? But he, he walks alongside, and, and as he does it, this guy from Ethiopia is reading a scroll. The scroll happens to be from the prophet Isaiah. And as he's reading through the prophet Isaiah, you know, Philip, Philip follows the three A's that we've talked about. We talk about, you know, sharing our faith. You remember the three A's? First A is what? Ask. Say it with more confidence. Ask. Second A is what? Admire. Say it with more confidence. Admire. And third A is what? Admit. Well, that was a little more confident though, too. Say it again. Admit. Ask, admire, admit. So he asked a question. And if you're familiar with this encounter, Philip, you know, maybe jogging, good health. How's it going? Do you understand what you're reading? And the guy's like, how can I understand this? How can I? I, I it just doesn't make sense. Reading from the prophet Isaiah where he's reading this, and the prophet Isaiah talks about a lamb being led to the slaughter. So the guy invites Philip into his chariot. And they begin conversing about this. And, and, and so, you know, he asked a question. You know, it's, it's being curious what the guy is reading. And then he, you know, admires that this guy is exploring the Scripture, trying to wrap his head around what Isaiah is talking about. And in doing so, he kind of puts himself on a level playing field with this guy. And then he has the opportunity to say, well, can I... Can I tell you what this is all about? And then Philip begins to share the hope that he has in the resurrected Christ and how these words of Isaiah point to this guy named Jesus. This guy named Jesus, God's promised Savior, who came to be a lamb that was led to the slaughter, that gave his life for the world. And I imagine Philip would say, and even for you and for me. And this guy is just, I mean, this is like the perfect kind of evangelistic moment. I've not had a moment like this in my life. You know, and, and so Philip is talking like this, and then there's water, you know, they come by, and the guy's like, can, can I get baptized, like right now? And they, they, they hop out of the chariot, and the, the guy gets baptized. This Ethiopian official gets baptized. And then the most amazing thing happens, which has never happened to me, 
Phil just disappears like that. The Holy Spirit takes him and puts him somewhere else. Kind of like, Scotty, beam me up. And he's gone. I'd imagine that this Ethiopian official, I mean, he, he's got to be filled with so much excitement and joy. He goes back, and now he's sharing with others this amazing story and the hope that he has in Jesus Christ. Well, let's go back to those words from Matthew 28. In Matthew 28, let's read these words again. So wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Again, we often hear this, especially if you've been around in the church circles for a long time. The translation you probably know is go. Or if you've really been around for a long time, it's maybe go ye. Go ye therefore and make disciples. And and we hear those words and what comes to mind? What comes to mind is is missionaries like Chelsea. Or when we have Gary Teese with us and he tells us about missionaries who are doing some amazing things and, and, and ways they are sharing God's love. We hear go ye and we hear, you know, about those who maybe are going to go to somewhere like Poland or the Czech Republic where I'll be as well this summer to share the good news. But really a better translation of those words is so wherever you go or as you go. Whether you're going is alongside, in the middle of nowhere, a chariot. By the way, if you get in the middle of nowhere and you're riding alongside a chariot, I'd love to hear the story. That just would be an amazing story. But wherever you go. So that leads me to another question. This is time for us to ponder and think. The question I have for you is, where are you going? I don't mean that in an eternal sense, though I hope you do know that in Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. You are going to heaven someday. But I mean, where are you going? As you go, where are you going? So as we we hear these words of Jesus, and yes, he does send out the 12, but really he sends all of us out wherever we are going to share the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ, the hope that we have in the one who suffered, died, and rose again for us. So that question leads us then to a time of commissioning. We're going to commission some missionaries today. We've done this before. You know, we've had those going to Poland, and, you know, in the past, you guys had folks go to Mexico or down to Oklahoma and and help serve there. We're going to commission some missionaries. So here are some of the missionaries we're going to commission this morning. The first group is this here. Those of us planning to primarily, primarily care for children this summer, please stand. How many of you are moms and dads? Please stand. How many of you are going to work as coaches or work at summer camps? Please stand. How many of his grandmas and grandpas are going to be watching kids? Please stand. You know, how many of you like myself are going somewhere like Poland or the Czech Republic or somewhere else in the world? You're going to be working with kids. Please stand. All right. Fantastic. Next. Don't, don't, don't sit down. I didn't say sit down yet. There's no sitting down yet. You're getting commissioned. You didn't know that, did you? That's what we came here this morning for. As you go to the prior, to, oh boy, I started this over again. And both of you watching online, too, you can stand as well if you got kids. Don't sit there. As you go to primarily care for children this summer, this faith community is sending you to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and the world. Fellow servants, I thank God for you and your willingness to be humbly curious and ask, to build relational bridges and admire, and to gently and respectfully admit the hope that you have in the resurrected Christ through your own story. Does this congregation, Holy Savior, that's all of us, commit to supporting this group with our prayers as they go? If so, answer, yes, with God's help. 
You guys were for God's help. You guys, you are, you are so on top of it. To those of us that are going primarily to care for children this summer, are you ready? Are you set? Yes, with God's help. As we go, we will ask, admire, and admit the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ through our own stories. As we go, we do not go alone. We go with the promised presence of the Holy Spirit and the prayers and support of this faith community. Now you can be seated. All right, next, because there's more of us here, right? Those of us planning to travel for sports. I mean, you're like, I just stood up. So those of us planning to travel for sports this summer, please stand. Wait, was no one traveling for sports? Anyone going to any ball games at all? I'm going to ball games this summer. I'm going to watch baseball. That means if you're going to go watch your grandkids play ball or any kind of sporting event, you need to stand up. There's a few of you. If you are like, I'm not going to stand up. No, no, come on, you got to stand up. All right. As you go travel for sports this summer, this faith community is sending you to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and the world. Fellow servants, I thank God for you and your willingness to be humbly curious and ask, to build relational bridges and admire, and to gently and respectfully admit the hope that you have in the resurrected Christ through your own story. Does this congregation, Holy Savior, commit to supporting this group with your prayers as they go? If so, answer yes. With God's, help. Yes, with God's help. To those of us that are going to travel for sports this summer, which I am doing that, by the way, too, besides ball games, I'm going to teach camp and we're going to do sports. Are you ready? Are you set? Yes, with God's help, we will go, we'll ask, admire, and admit the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ through our own stories. As we go, we do not go alone. We go with the promised presence of the Holy Spirit and the prayers and support of this faith community. Now you can be seated. You're like, he's done. Oh, no, we're not done yet. <laughs> Those of us planning to take a vacation this summer, please stand. I hope a lot of you stand because I really hope that some of you are going to take some vacation this summer. As you go to take a vacation this summer... This faith community is sending you to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and the world. Fellow servants, I thank God for you and your willingness to be humbly curious and ask, to build rela relational bridges and admire, and to gently and respectfully admit to the hope that you have in the resurrected Christ through your own story. Does this congregation, Holy Savior, commit to supporting this group with your prayers as they go? If so, answer yes with God's help. Yes, with God's help. To those of us that are going to take vacation this summer, yes. Are you ready? Are you set? That, that you say there was so much more energy about this part. Yes, with God's help, as we go, we will ask, admire, and admit the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ through our own stories. As we go, we do not go alone. We go with the promised presence of the Holy Spirit the prayers and support of this faith community. Okay, now you can be seated. Don't worry, we're not done yet. <laughs> Those of us planning to have no particular plans this summer, please stand. You thought you were going to get out of this, didn't you? No, no, not at all. As you go, having no particular plans this summer, 
This faith community is sending you to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and the world. Fellow servants, I thank God for you and your willingness to be humbly curious and ask, to build relational bridges and admire, and to gently and respectfully admit the hope that you have of the resurrected Christ through our own, your own story. Does this congregation, Holy Spirit, commit to supporting this, this group with your prayers as they go? If so, answer yes with God's help. Yes with God's help. To those of us that are going to have no particular plans this summer, are you ready? Maybe not. Are you set? Yes. With God's help, as we go, we will ask, admire, and admit the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ through our own stories. As we go, we do not go alone. We go with the promised presence of the Holy Spirit and the prayers and support of this faith community. Okay, now you can be seated. But we're not done yet. Those of us planning to grow in Jesus and share His love, that's our vision here at Holy Savior this summer. All of Holy Savior congregation, whether you're watching live stream, in person, all guests, everyone here today, stand up. As you go, grow in Jesus and share his love this summer. This faith community is sending you to make a difference in the lives of people in our community and the world. Fellow servants, I thank God for you and your willingness to be humbly curious and ask, to build relational bridges and admire, and to gently and respectfully admit the hope that you have in the resurrected Christ through your own story. Does this congregation, Holy Savior, commit to supporting each other with our prayers as we go? If so, answer, yes, with God's help. Yes, with God's help. To those of us that are growing in Jesus and sharing his love this summer, are you ready? Are you set? Yes, with God's help as we go, we will ask, admire, and admit the hope that we have in the resurrected Christ through our own stories. As we go, we do not go alone. We go with the promised presence of the Holy Spirit and the prayers and support of this faith community. Now you can be seated. And go now. In the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, as you share the hope that you have in the resurrected Christ. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.